Welcome to Day Beautiful. I'm Adam Vitkavage, and this is a podcast where you can discover debut authors. If you like what you hear here, check us out on the web at daybeautiful.net and on all social media at Day Beautiful. Today's guest is the co-creator of the Emmy-winning series, How I Met Your Mother, which ran for nine seasons on CBS. He currently lives in Los Angeles with his wife and three children. The Mutual Friend is his first novel. I'm, of course, talking about Carter Bays. Hey, Carter, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? I'm, I'm very good. I'm, uh, I'm in New York City, which is always exciting. I, I moved out of the city uh, a couple years back, and, and it's always fun to be back. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking out at a beautiful view of uh, Lincoln Center, and mm. yeah, it's a nice day. That's terrific. I, I Before we dive into The Mutual Friend, I do have to say, I have obviously been a longtime fan of How I Met Your Mother. In a previous life, right after college for myself, I recapped slash reviewed it for Paste Magazine based out of Atlanta. Oh my gosh. So, oh, wow. so it is a true honor to talk to you. Um, and we're not here to talk about your TV writing necessarily, um, okay. but we will touch on it because I'm curious how you know writing about television translates to writing a novel. Before I dive into that, I would love to know what is the mutual friend all about. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm very excited oh, to be course. here. Um, I uh, so the mutual friend is uh, about a young woman named Alice who, uh, as a child, she was a piano prodigy. She she had this extraordinary talent and this extraordinary ability to sit down and practice her scales every day for for hours on end, uh, and as she has entered into adulthood, she's lost that ability. She's lost that ability the way I think many of us have. And, and this, this was sort of my way into this story was, I think we all kind of feel like we've kind of lost our ability to focus these days. And, and very often the culprit is the, uh, the little, uh, little shiny thing in our hands that we're constantly checking our email on, checking our Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so it's the story of Alice trying to relearn how to uh, set aside distractions and get to work. Uh, she she has this new goal set for herself that she wants to become a doctor. Uh, she, she's uh, it, it's something that that she's talked about for a long time and she's never gotten around to doing it. And this is the story of the summer she spends studying for the MCAT and trying her darndest to uh, to just focus on passing this test and all the distractions that come her way. Some of them involve her 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 phone. Some of them involve the, the people in her life and uh it's just a uh, uh, one sort of wild weird summer in the life of this woman and and the people that she knows a lot of times when i talk to debut writers uh, debut authors the book has taken a long time because they're figuring out how to write a novel was that the same case for you oh very much very much i uh, i mean this this book was sort of uh I, it it sort of came out of my I don't want to say dissatisfaction, but my sort of uh, restlessness to to uh, to try something outside of the world of television, which which is where I started out, and I did a lot of I, I worked there for twenty years and still do, but but um, I it it sort of uh, it came out of this desire to tell a story all the way from from the beginning to the end. Uh, I, I'd been writing a lot of pilots and and doing that thing, which is you know you, you write a pilot and you you come up with some characters that you love and, and you, you come up with a situation and you inevitably think like, Oh, I want to see what happens to these characters. I want to see what 10 seasons of these characters lives are going to be. And then the pilot doesn't get picked up and you sort of have to let go of them. And this was sort of, 
an exercise for me in not letting go of characters, of, of listening to these voices and, and, and hearing what they had to say and, and following their story. So yeah, and it very much, very much was a, a, a long exercise in me learning. You know, I, I had started writing fiction. Fiction was something I, I uh, studied in college and, and I've always loved books. I've always, like books have always been kind of, were kind of my first love before television. Uh, and so it always kind of felt like something that that I wanted to do, but but uh, my my other career always got in the way. And uh, when uh, How I Met Your Mother had ended, and I I sort of written a couple pilots that didn't go anywhere, I sort of sort of took it as a sign that like I need to uh, I need to reopen this this box that I'd stashed up in the attic for so many years and and rediscover uh, how to write fiction and 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 rediscover my love of writing fiction and and that's. That was, it was definitely like the process of learning how to write a novel. I, and, and from what I've heard that, 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 that doesn't go away no matter how many novels you write. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, no, yeah. definitely. The novel set in 2015, your longstanding sitcom, How I Met Your Mother, ended in 2014. Is that coincidence that this is like, a, it's, it's, it's set place after you finally like wrapped up this 10 year journey? Uh, no, it's, it, it's, it's a coincidence in the sense that, no, I would say it's not a coincidence because it is, uh, it was around 2015 that I started working up this story, that this story started presenting itself. Uh, I mean, to really tell the backstory of it, I think it was, uh, I, you know, we had finished How I Met Your Mother and and they had asked for a a, a, a follow-up series, How I Met Your Father, which which mm-hmm. now exists with, with yeah. Hillary Duff and it's, it's, a, it's such a fun show, but uh at the time, uh, we, we have this other one in development with Greta Gerwig. It was very exciting. We really liked making it and it was, had a lot of fun and it ended up uh, uh, not getting picked up mm-hmm. for various reasons. And um, the we sort of got the, the, uh, the guidance from CBS that they didn't, while they didn't pick up this version of it, they wanted us to reconceive it and try again next year, which sort of was, was a little bit I, I, I we were at a, at a point in our lives, Craig and I both, that we just sort of really wanted to leave that world behind and leave uh, the world of how I met your blank behind and, and do something else. Um, but as I started thinking about like uh, sort of what a new version of what would be a new story in this world, it's New York, it's it's young people, it's dating, what would be what could I do differently if I were going to do a story like that? And um, I, this character, Alice, just sort of appeared to me. And and she started talking and I started hearing her and started like thinking her thoughts. And she, you know, she's, she's a person who, like me, uh, had gone through this experience where she worked very hard at something and, and, and struggled and struggled with it and then felt kind of burnt out and felt like she didn't know how to get herself started again. And um, that... Uh, I don't know, I, 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 was, uh, I, I was living in, in Manhattan at this point. I was living on the Upper West Side and my kids were going to school like up around Columbia and I was walking them to school every day. And then on the walk back, I just, uh, from uh, 114th Street to 91st Street, I just started hearing, started hearing these voices and hearing, hearing these characters and, and, and thinking through these stories. And uh, yeah, it, it, it really, uh, it sort of came out of that time immediately after How I Met Your Mother that, uh, that these, this story sort of took shape in my head, and it just took me a long time to to put it together into yeah. into the form of a novel. 
is is a lot of what Alice is working through then it sounds like it's kind of what you were working through trying to figure out what's next and and really yeah, yeah go against the grain for what people wanted you to do maybe yeah and I, and I really started thinking about like just the way that I mean I, I and I think maybe I presented that thought wrong like the idea was like what was different between 2005 when How I Met Your Mother started oh, sure. in 2015 and and you know I I was lucky enough I met my wife like a year before the apps arrived you know before like uh Tinder and all of those and uh-huh. uh and it just uh, it's it's one instance in many that sort of illustrates how how much like I, I feel like the story of my adult life uh, I was born in 1975 has been the story of the way human beings communicate changing mm-hmm. like it's it's just completely changed and the way we fall in love has changed the way we buy socks has changed everything has changed and and I just found myself really like feeling like I, not even that I had a lot to say about that, but I just, I just wanted to explore that and ask questions about it and, 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 and sort of interrogate this idea that like we really have lived through this enormous shift in, in the way human beings exist in the world and exist in terms of each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask questions about it in a non-judgmental way and in a way that sort of accepts that like, uh, that that there's there's no for better or for worse this is the world that the next generation is going to inherit that that we are just like we are we are going to be living like this forever and and it's you, you can put a judgment on it i mean i i you know I, in my building in new york i would sometimes be in the elevator and and you know the the you'd be riding in the elevator with somebody and you're looking on your phone and they're trying to strike up a conversation with you and you sort of feel bad about it because like oh well this person's in real life and i shouldn't be paying attention to my phone but sometimes what's going on on the phone is more important than what's going on in the elevator like for instance i when i was uh uh um there was this one time i was uh in las vegas with my sister i've told the story a couple times but uh i was in las vegas on a on a how i met your mother uh work retreat and my sister was there because she worked on the show and there was this moment where we were walking along, walking through the casino and, and she was talking to me and I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at my phone and she called me on it. She was like, what are you doing? I, Hello, I'm, I'm right here in real life. Talk to me. And uh, I, I apologized and put my phone away and, and initially felt bad because like, OK, I shouldn't be ignoring the person I'm having a conversation with. But at the same time, the thing on my phone was an email from my wife with a picture of a pregnancy test. Uh, and I was, you know the thing going on in my phone was me finding out that my life was about to change forever. And the yeah. thing she was talking about was, you know, I'm sure it was important, but not as important as that. And it sort of made me realize that like, uh, I wanted to explore this idea that it feels like such a first take to say that, that the way we communicate has changed thing and, and that, that it's, we're getting away from being human beings. And I wanted to explore the idea that maybe we're just, moving into a different phase of what it means to be a human being and, and how to mm-hmm. be a human being. And that was kind of what I wanted to explore with the book. Yeah. And like um, with a book, you can keep it set in 2015, uh, one summer, uh, even if it takes you 10 years to write, as opposed to your show where things change so rapidly and you have to play catch up almost. Um, how yeah. was it? How was it just sitting in one summer for however long it took to write the book? It was it was wonderful because I, I think well for a couple of reasons I, I I chose you know I, I sort of um, 
when you're writing about the internet, you're writing about online life. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the biggest pitfall you can fall into is like, don't try to make it current because if you try to make it current, like I didn't, and this is even before I knew that there was these, that there was, you know, a year and a half lag between when you finish your book and when it actually appears on in, yeah. in bookstores. So I, uh, I chose to like, just, just plant my flag in 2015 is like the year this takes place and, and don't try to evolve beyond that in terms of like, uh, so, so it really gave me, it, it gave me a, a good specificity to like really just focus on this time and, and, and take a real, like, take a full diagnostic of that particular time in our evolution as a culture moving towards this sort of technologically just, uh, uh, this, towards, towards whatever technological future we're, we're heading towards. Um, but, uh, it also, you know, coming from television where you have an idea and a month later, that idea is on TV and finished. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was really, it was very exciting to me to be able to work on something on my own timeline and, and not, and, and be able to like, try things and have those things fail and and try new things and 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 keep workshopping something over and over again until i felt like really 100 satisfied because the reality of like writing for television is you put things on tv and sometimes you're happy with it and a lot of times you're not but you know a deadline is a deadline um and uh yeah it's it's funny because i i remember like uh the first season of How I Met Your Mother, we had these writers, uh, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who uh, I think everyone knows them now, but uh, they, uh, they're they just supremely talented guys and hilarious and were huge, just hugely contributed to the voice of How I Met Your Mother. And they were there for the first half of the first season. And then they left halfway through the first season and uh, and because they, were, they had gotten a, a job to make a an animated film of uh the the children's book cloudy with a chance of meatballs and uh so they left they left the show and then for like three years or something we would see them around and and we're like going into season two and then going into season three and we've done 30 episodes and we've done 60 episodes and they were still every time we'd see them it's like yeah we're still working on cloudy you know and and it, it felt like wow they're just like putting so much work into this thing and we're just putting out just just thing after thing and then i finally like i, I got the chance to see a, a cut of cloud with the chance of meatballs and it just blew me away it was just i just I, I was so like jealous of this like this beautiful like 100 minutes of of just detail after detail after detail layered in like just the way that like they just uh had had used all of those three years on this on this one hundred minute movie, and and it just made me it, it it lodged in my head the idea that like someday I'm going to write something that's not just you know I take a week on it and then and then and then throw it off to production and and go write the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it really made me feel uh, uh yeah it, it was it was humbling to see and it, and it sort of like made me realize like there's there's a different way of doing this. Uh, also, like, like having come from uh, the background of writing for David Letterman, where you would sort of like the material that ends up airing on night uh, on the show at eleven thirty that night 
didn't exist mm-hmm. came into work at 9 a.m. that morning, you know, and, and and it's a fun way to work and it's it's an exciting way to work. It's, it's closer to like journalism, I think, than like like writing for a newspaper than like uh, writing uh, uh, more substantial stuff. And but like, yeah, I, I've been writing like that for 20 years and I really wanted to work on something that I that that the world didn't you know, get a, a front row seat to me workshopping over the course of that time. You know, I sort of like the idea of like working on something and then and 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 working out all the kinks and the things I liked about it, the things I didn't like and 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 fixing it and, and tweaking it and 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 then dropping it on the world after many years of, of, of hard work, which which is what this book is. And, and I'm really proud of it. You're sticking with the idea of what's the difference between television and and a novel and prose I've talked to a lot of debut authors who they you know they they do their debut and they get option to maybe write a film version they're working on the screenplay and I I, I get the reverse where they're like I have no idea how to write a screenplay you know, or I don't <laughs> I don't a dialogue like I my novel barely has dialogue um what were the major differences for like your brain to switch like you talked about the time and the pace of it but how was writing for the page different than for the screen um, well, and like we talked about before, it, it was definitely a learning process, like just writing prose was yeah. something like, I, I, I think part of it is that I had to fall in love with prose again. And I really like, after How I Met Your Mother, when I had some, some free time on my hands, I, I really made a project of just like, all right, I've got, there is just this stack of books that I've been meaning to finish my, my whole life. And it's like, okay, now it's time to do this. Like I read, uh, I, I, I had like, in fact, I even like I had the copy of Anna Karenina with the, the bookmark in it, like halfway through, that I stopped reading the first season of How I Met Your Mother. Like actually, like the name Robin Sherbotsky from How I Met Your Mother come, came out of Anna Karenina because I happened to be mm-hmm. reading it at the time, and then stopped because like suddenly I had this like extremely difficult job to do that I'd spent nine years doing, yeah. and didn't spend a lot of time like really like you know tucking in with like. Uh, big books like that and i i so i really like i sort of it started out as just kind of this fun project of like i read moby dick i read uh i read i i spent all of 2018 on on uh war and peace like that was like the only book i read i was like reading that at the beach on vacation with my family uh and uh i i really like um and I, and I took a, a course on, I read Ulysses, which I never thought I would ever be able to do. And yeah. it was really like, and it was, it was just, it was a blast. I took a class at Columbia uh, with, with a guy named uh, Professor uh, Philip Kilcher. Kilcher? Kitcher. Philip Kitcher. Uh, and uh, it, it really, uh, um, I don't know, it, it, that really kind of unlocked for me, like how, how much fun a novel could be and how many like surprises and secrets and, and, and uh, how much you could do with that format. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just, I started falling in love with, with books again and with fiction again. And I, um, I, I had, you know, from How I Met Your Mother, I had the muscle of being able to like chart out a season, the way that we would plan out a season of the show, or we'd plan out like, you know, like, it, you know, the episodes and, 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 uh, you know, tell, you know, follow big arcs among characters. Um, but, uh, I, it, it, it took like a lot of like relearning to like rediscover fiction and then how to write that in, in a prose format. And, um, mm-hmm. but it was, I mean, again, it was, and, and the other thing, I mean, the main difference is just the, 
the uh, television is such a collaborative medium and television is like it that that's it's it's a it's a cocktail party you go to every day i mean it's really like like especially if you have a good writer's room which we did at home and your mother that was just like such a fun interesting diverse bunch of people that like brought so many different perspectives uh that's such a fun way to work and it's that was definitely the thing i missed that was the reason i moved back to los angeles from new york was like i i found myself missing that and wanted to get into a writer's room again because uh, yeah, that, 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 uh, that, that's just, it's just a really fun way to work. And, and, you know, I, I definitely, uh, it's definitely a different experience writing a novel, yeah. like, right. Sitting in a room all by yourself and just like, you know, you're just staring at the wall and, and I don't know, I, 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 I think I'm just going to spend my life toggling back and forth between loving yeah. both those different versions of, of working because, uh, yeah. A question I've been asking a lot of, you know, debuts are like, who are your readers? Because it is so lonely. It is so insular. Um, and, you know, a lot of them, it's like, oh, it's my co colleague from my MFA or whoever, whoever. Who is, who, who are your readers that like were helps worked out those kinks maybe? Um, it was, uh, I mean, largely, I held on to this thing for a long time just by myself. Like I really like, really clung to it and didn't, I didn't show anyone any of it until the whole thing was finished. Oh, I wow, okay. wanted to like have like a finished product. I mean, my, my ideal reader was my wife who like uh, is, you know, my, my most trusted friend and ally. And, 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 and I, I knew that, I mean, you know, it, it's, I, I sort of wrote it as, you know, the, the book is dedicated to her and, and, and it's, it's very much a love letter to her. Uh, and um, so that was uh so yeah, she she and thank God she liked it because she didn't that would, <laughs> that would have sucked. But uh, um, but yeah, I mean most of it was just I really like sort of took a long uh, Dante-esque journey into my own uh, like into my own solitude to like sort of uh, write this thing and 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 sort of came out of the wilderness holding a manuscript. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you just mentioned you'll probably toggle back and forth between writing novels and doing the whole LA writer's room, pilots, all that. What are yeah. your, do you have upcoming projects you can talk about or is everything kind of just up in the air? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I have a few things. I, I'm uh, honestly like, I, I'm trying to figure it out because I, I really did love writing this book and, yeah. and I, 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 I sort of love the idea of making this a, making this a career. Like I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I definitely, um, I'm open to a situation where I, I'm, I'm helping out on a show, like on, on how I met your father, I helped out a little bit on the first season and, and, uh, but like, I don't know. It, it's the other thing about it is that part of the, one of the drawbacks to being a collaboration and collaborating with, with your fellow artists is, is wonderful, but, it is also to make a TV show, you not only have to come up with a story and characters, but you have to convince a lot of people that it's worth spending millions of dollars on that story and those characters. And that is just, that just takes a lot of work and a lot of like, uh, I sort of, I mean, part of the reason I turned to writing fiction was that I kind of realized that like, the tap dancing part of having a career in television was interfering with the actual creative part. Like I felt like I spent a lot of time 
you know, when you write a pilot, you spend a lot of time working up, you know, your sales deck, you know, and, and working on your pitch and, and just a lot of stuff that like, I found that I'd spent many years spending most of my time asking for permission to write, you know, instead of just writing. And, and I really loved the idea of as much as I love, uh, you know, turning on TV and seeing something that I wrote, I love the idea that I could write, I could sit down and tell this story and I didn't have to wait for someone to green light it. I didn't have to wait for the right actor to decide that they wanted to do it so that the project could go forward. I could just sit down and tell the story and tell it from beginning to end. And then when I get to that last page and hit the and write the end, my work is complete and I, and I have made this piece of art. I mean, that, that was initially my, my, goal with this book was to like if it didn't sell to a publisher i was gonna just print it out and publish one copy and put it on my bookshelf at home or, or three copies one to give to each of my kids you know just so they could so they could read it someday i mean i really just wanted to i it's i think the thing that really makes uh you know people written a lot of like uh uh a lot of dour things about the career of screenwriting and the career of television writing and, and, and certainly like, you know, the Hollywood has its dark side and all that. But I think at the core of it is you are spending a lot of time using your talent on things that no one ever sees on mm -hmm. things that like, you know, you, you, you know, I, I, I after How I Met Your Mother for the, the, those first few years after How I Met Your Mother, I, I had a lot of great work experiences and I made a lot of great friends, like executives that I worked with and actors that I worked with making, I shot a few pilots. Um, but you kind of come out of it and you, you've spent all this creative energy and there's really nothing to show. There's no, you know, you've got like a stack of scripts with brass brads in them and, and, and the scripts are fun to read, but like, something about a, an unproduced script just it, it just feels so like it's just like not it's not fully formed and 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 you, you can't help but read it thinking like oh but i want to see this i want to see this on tv and uh, i don't know I, I i got tired of that experience i i and i know that that's part of the experience and and you know I, you you have to love all parts of the, of the craft to 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 really uh live a full life as a writer but uh, I don't know. I, I just felt myself really like yearning for the experience of you write it and it's done and it's finished. And if nobody else likes it, that's fine. It's still this stack of pages bound together and, and you, you, you've actually got something to show for your time. Um, and so that that will be hard to let go of if I do decide to go back to television, because I, I, I just and, and I just I, I, I also love the you know, the last few years, I've just, as I've rediscovered reading, uh, I love the intimacy of just one person in a book. I love mm -hmm. the, 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 and I know that like now we're at a place where you can sit on the subway and, and watch TV on your phone and watch a TV show on your phone. But I know it's not the same as like, you know, you, you see someone reading a book on the subway and you just know that they are, they are not there. They're in another place. They're, yeah. they're in another world right now. And that's just, that's just, just, too cool. I don't know. It's too cool to, to stop doing. I agree. When I graduated college uh, in 2011, um, yeah, 2011. So I think I last two two seasons of your show, I, I was recapping. I thought I was going to write about television, like in the media. Like I, I graduated, went to work for a magazine. And then I think like around 2015, just after I kind of stopped doing that hustle, 
I picked up a book. It was a Salvage the Bones by Jesmyn Ward, um, which I had read in 2011, but I reread mm. it and like fell back in love with reading. And I think reading, as much as I love television, as much as I love, you know, sitting down with my partner watching TV, I just like to be alone and read. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing <laughs> on the planet. Um, yes, and, and I'm so glad you turned to write this novel, uh, The Mutual Friend. I think everyone who loved everything that people loved about How I Met Your Mother, the, the heart, the humor, the earnestness is all in this novel. And it's, it was you. so good to sit with for a few days, um, you know, not nine years, but a few days to read this whole thing that you put together. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. Um, I'll, I'll wrap up. I always ask this to, with, to, to authors and you kind of mentioned what you, you like to read, but what have you been reading or watching or what's been on your mind um, media wise, novel wise? Uh, I just, I mean, I, like this, if you take a vivisection of this particular moment in my life, I'm just like finished a binge catch up of Better Call Saul, mm -hmm. which I'm obsessed with. And like, it's all I want to talk, talk about with anyone around me. Um, uh, I, uh, the last book that I read that I loved was, uh, The Descendants, uh, by, uh, uh, Cowie Hart Hemmings. Uh, I, I, loved that movie that movie like just knocked my socks off when i saw it i was like right in the bullseye of like people that like it was like that book was written for me because mm -hmm. when it came out my second daughter had just been born it's about a father and two daughters and my wife and i had gotten married in hawaii so hawaii was very this is this very important place to us and it just it just blew me away and and i i loved it so much and i can't believe it took me 10 years to read the book but then reading the book it was just this great moment like having like having been a screenwriter and having, you know, I haven't had a movie made, but like, like I know how hard screenwriting is and, and those guys won the Oscar for it and yeah. deserve it. Cause they're like extremely talented guys. I, I, I'm, I'm such a fan of, of Jim Rash and Matt Faxon and Alexander Payne and, and, uh, um, but it was such a delight reading the book. Cause it, it made you realize like, Oh, that adaptation is a great adaptation, but that was, it was a six inch putt. Like yeah. it's all right here in the book. Like this book is like, like this, it wasn't like they took some like half formed thing and, and turned it into a movie. Like it's the book is just, it's just a delightful book. I really loved it. All the, all the lines I loved from the movie were, were in the book and, and there was just so much more to explore with these characters and this family that, that really mean a lot to me. And, and uh, so that was, yeah, that, that was just thoroughly enjoyable reading that one. Perfect. Yeah. I, I, um, I remember reading, because I always try to, if there's an adapted screenplay Oscar win, I always try to find the source. And I think I read it like, yeah. right after. Yes, it's so, you're right. It's yeah. so good. Um, and I mean, like, again, like they deserve that Oscar. That yeah, was the of course. screenplay of the year for sure. And and they did a great job. But uh, yeah, the, the, the book is great. The book is just great. Thank you so much to Carter Bays for joining the Day Beautiful podcast to talk about his book, The Mutual Friend. You can find him at carterbays.com and on Twitter and Instagram at carterbays. You can find Day Beautiful at daybeautiful.net and at daybeautiful on all social media. As always, I'm Adam. This is Day Beautiful, and you're all beautiful.